everything was new to everybody at the time. We didn't know what to expect or what to do. Uh, once they sent us home uh, from spring training and all of a sudden these protocols, like safety protocols and stuff started coming out. And I'm like, how in the world are we going to do this? You know, it's kind of overwhelming at first. Just like anything else and anything new that happens, you just have to, you know, just get used to it, to adapt to it and change to it. Everybody buckled down and locked it in. You know, you just have to look back and be like, all right, yeah, we, we did it. Yeah, under uh, like a pandemic circumstances, you know, we were still able to play baseball. and It was, uh, it was something I won't forget, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I think any kind of shared experience, can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. You know, you got to get them ready, but they got to be able to handle the pressure. Um, they've got to be able to play through adversity. Uh, they've got to be consistent over three days. One thing I always do share with them, there's no more fun in basketball. Well, I say that. There's not much more fun in basketball than winning in St. Louis. I had a chance to talk to Tariq Cohen. He said that the entire city of Chicago right now believes that there is something more that this team needs to do still. The hunger is certainly there. Baseball is a funny game. If it bounces your way, we might be able to make some hay this year. We're looking to take another step forward. We're still building for the future. That doesn't stop all of us from coming to the ballpark every day, preparing and trying and wanting to win that night, that day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy who obviously is well-respected, who's had a long, successful career up until this point, and that the one thing he was missing before Sunday was that Super Bowl win. So now he's got it. I think, you know, if, if he wasn't already in the, the Hall of Fame as a coach, I think this kind of gets him well on his way to, to getting that. I think days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names is a thing of the past. As a player, I want Redbirds fans to really remember me by my positivity and my hard work and dedication. That's how I want people to remember me as someone that influences others and does not focus on herself. I will talk to anybody and I just make everybody around me better. Well, it's been an exciting offseason. I think the Bulls have high hopes. New head coach has been making sure they understand how to win games and how to turn around the continental losing. I think rookie Patrick Williams is a very impressive rookie to watch, and he, who knows, maybe he could be rookie of the year. I think he's the perfect fit for any franchise, but especially for the Cubs. They saw something there about a, with a guy that wasn't necessarily a flamethrower, which but a real technician was not only that, but a super competitor. And I think it's a great deal for Kyle Hendricks. He called it a life decision. Pantera, he's a star. I mean, he was going viral every single day in summer camp for something that he was doing. I mean, the way he's sitting on those low-breaking balls, I mean, he's, he's, making, he's putting swings on balls that rookies don't do. There's always tension between the players and the owners. As early as 1890s, the players started their own players league. So players and management differences are nothing new. Yeah, they're up against another uh, tough team and uh, really a quarterback. Um, you know, like we saw last week, you, you can't overthink things on defense. I mean, he's he's going to, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, whoever is going to find a way to exploit whatever weakness you have. Hopefully Pagano, they get more pressure on Breeze if they bring some blitz. That was kind of a been a headache all year is Pagano just likes to sit back and play coverage. Well, coverage is great if all your DBs know how to play coverage and know their assignments because if they don't, these elite quarterbacks will just pick them apart, which is what we saw last week. Bears are up for, up for another, could be a rough game.
Hey, this is Nate Jones, Major League Baseball player. Hey, everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, an ISU Redbird alum. Hey, everybody, Marcus Grant. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time. It's now time for the fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome in to the 58th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrow here with you this afternoon on January 8th, 2021, welcoming listeners to the 58th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host for this special edition and first episode of 2021 for the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, as it's all things Chicago Bears as we get you set for the upcoming playoff wildcard matchup of the Chicago Bears in their 2020-2021 season. So we're going to start with Will's fifth quarter trivia. Now, you are not hearing a new Will's fifth quarter trivia question just yet to start the new year. We are making some tweaks to the second segment on Will's fifth quarter special, along with Will's fourth movement. But Will's fifth quarter trivia is going under some renovations, uh, working on some social media aspects that are going to need to be adjusted and other things with the segment that will help its future. And as I mentioned in the last answer reveal, you know, to Will's with Core Special Fans, this segment is for you guys. I know I have spoken to some fans that have reached out and they have mentioned that it is very difficult. Now, I understand your side of it as a fan, and I will mention to all fans, as I have on every episode and uh, Facebook Live video, that it's a fun, good original segment. Now, I know it's not regular trivia, but this is a new style of trivia, and I know it's taking time. And I'm really hoping more Will's Course Special fans are able to participate and enjoy the fun that this segment is, because there's a lot of fun with it that I think more fans can enjoy when they try it. And just to let you guys know, you know, finding it may be difficult or too different, that there are videos that we have out. I've mentioned before, and I'm going to mention it again. And it's the official Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia walkthrough video that's been done. I'm going to work on doing some updated ones as well over time also that are the same format as that video. And there's an official promotional video. And the video promo that we did is really great because it shows visual and audio descriptions and help for how Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia works, where I show you how it works. I'm really looking forward to Will's Fifth Quarter special fans. You guys giving it a try once Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia comes back. And as usual, you can look at our videos right there on our YouTube channel. So you can see examples of how Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia clues are given, the question and the answer reveals go. Just if you want to see examples. And you can also go to our YouTube channel. Just search Will's Fifth Quarter Special and subscribe for free. It will be on the end of every video as usual. There will be a little subscribe button you can click as well. That will have those videos I mentioned. So the official Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia walkthrough video and the official Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia promo video. So tune in next time for future Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia questions. Now we're heading into the interview part of the show where we're covering all things Chicago Bears, getting you set for their wildcard playoff matchup against New Orleans Saints. And the person coming to join us on Will's Fifth Quarter Specials, episode 58, is someone that's been on numerous times before. A big supporter of the show. He's my best friend most of my life. And he is someone whose sports opinion I respect a great deal. And... It's Alex Stoner. He's been on the show as a, he's one of our many well-known co-hosts and guest appearances since the show's start just a few years ago. And he's joining Will's Score Special to help me talk about just a recap of the Chicago Bears regular season, what happened, how it impacts them in the playoffs and the future of the organization, where 
the team went wrong against Green Bay in Week 17, how that impacts things going into this wildcard game Sunday. Um, you know, after Arizona lost and the Bears got in, Alex is going to give his take on how that looks to Bears fans. And he's going to talk about the future, in his opinion, of Mitchell Trubisky, general manager Ryan Pace, and head coach Matt Nagy, where they're going to end up in the future of the Bears organization, where they sit as Chicago Bears. So we're also going to be talking about the injury that the Chicago Bears have going into the game as the Saints as well, uh, getting you set for that matchup Sunday. We're going to each give our predictions for the game, a score prediction, and why we think that could be the case in the game. And I give one that's actually... A little connected to Bears playoff history, so you'll have to listen to hear that one. Alex and I uh, break down how we think this game could impact the future of the Chicago Bears. So here's my interview with Alex Donar. Alex Donar, back on Willis Court Special once again. Alex, you've been on the show many times um, since it started the last three years, and you're a continued supporter and contributor to the show, so we're glad to have you on for the first episode in 2021. And who better to go do the talk to Chicago Bears, man. How are you doing? Welcome back. Good. I'm doing good, Will. Yeah. Thank you for uh, having me on today and uh, big playoff game this weekend. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's, break, let's break it down. Well, we first got to break down, obviously, the Chicago Bears 2020-2021 season in the regular portion. Where the team was, they had some interesting situations. Matt Nagy, obviously, making some lineup change the Bears fans didn't expect back in the Atlanta Falcons matchup. Then you play Nick Foles at quarterback after Mitch takes you 2-0. Um, you know, you have six losses, then you bounce back, and now you're suddenly in the playoffs. But, Alex, let's start with what you saw in the regular season from the Bears, whether it be offense, defense, coaching, that surprised you, but also opened your eyes to, okay, this team could uh, be a playoff contender. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the roller coaster, like you said. Um, kind of, you know, went from obviously the losing streak was probably the biggest part, and then all the changes with quarterback and the co- who's calling plays. But I mean, there was like time probably say four weeks ago, and everybody said blow the whole thing up and fire Pace, Nagy, Trubisky, um, you know, let them all go and start over. So, and now you're in the playoffs. So I think that you have to still not forget what the season was as a whole and who you beat because yes, they're eight and eight, but let's be real. They beat seven cupcakes and one playoff team. So, you know, that's, that, that's that has to be part of the process at the end of the year, but uh, definitely, like I said, just a, a roller coaster of um, good and bad and ugly. And uh, we'll see what happens Sunday. If, and that, that could lead it to what they do in the off season. Yeah, and you're mentioning some key things on the minds of Bears fans as well as Will Secor special fans, Alex, is that Ryan Pace has done a pretty good job for Chicago Bears, we could say, in his role. There's also been some questionable moves. Obviously, the one that's going to be on the minds of Bears fans for many decades is the whole Mitch Trubisky, Watson, Mahomes draft is going to be a big one that's on the minds of fans, the what-ifs and everything like that. Matt Nagy. Uh, I think Bill Lazor, in my opinion, was a good move to make the play calls now. It seems like the offense is a little more uh, of a flow. You know, you see the run game a little more developed and used the way Bears fans are looking for, the emergence of Colt Komet. It, it seems like the offense, yes, is getting a bad rap for how it's played this year, but there's still, I'm sure you can agree, a lot of positives um, that we've seen, you know, Komet, Mooney, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but I know you have some interesting – perspectives on the 
uh, player playing quarterback currently for the Chicago Bears. So how do you see that changing possibly uh, after Sunday's game, or how can Sunday's game change that for the future of the Bears and the quarterback position um, and where Mitch Trubisky might end up? Yeah, it's it's interesting with him because, you know, we saw a 12-14 and that he was quarterback of in 2018. Uh, last year we saw some drop-off, and this year we saw, yeah, another up-and-down Mitch in his fourth year in the league. And at some point, I think we have to realize that, you know, what we see in him is what we're going to get and what we're always going to get. And I think that we're seeing, you know, a, a handicapped offense when it gets down in the red zone, um, a team that's going to always have to rely on the game, which is fine, but – is Mitch the guy that's going to win you a playoff game? Is he the guy that's going to win you a game against a good team? And we we haven't seen that yet. And that's what's frustrating for Bears fans. And that's why there's, you know, rightfully so, people are saying it's time to move on. We've seen what we can get out of him, and it's not enough. Um, so, so I think Sunday maybe changes. Like, if he goes out and lights it up for, you know, four touchdowns, no picks, looks amazing, and they beat the, and they beat the Saints, and then – you know, go on and, and make some noise in the playoffs and, and lose in the second game. Well, fine. Do you, do you analyze that his four-year career off a of one playoff game? Or do you look back and say, okay, he had a good game, but we see we, – we know what we have in him, and maybe we bring him back on a franchise tag or something like that. But I think Sunday only only is just a little bit of what can really happen, uh, what we'll see in the offseason with him. I, I don't think he could change really his – his destiny just in one playoff game. No, I completely agree. And I think, I think that's just the beauty of sports. We're going to see fans have their own perspectives, obviously, um, along with, you know, getting rid of them after one game. As you mentioned earlier in the season, we heard the fire page, fire Maggie type thing. We're going to find all that stuff out, obviously, and cover it after the playoffs. But going into who the Bears are playing, they are playing a very tough opponent, Alex, on Sunday. It's going to be the New Orleans Saints. And I want to take you back – and we're going to talk about this first as we get fans ready for Sunday's matchup. This is going to be part of that. The Bears have played the Saints previously this year. They played the New Orleans Saints back on November 1st. So the Bears are currently 5 and they went to 5 and 3 at the time and uh, the Saints were 5 and 2. The Bears lost in overtime 26 to 23. They had a different quarterback at center at the moment. It was Nick Foles. Two touchdowns, a pick. David Montgomery had a pretty good game. Allen Robinson and Miller and Mooney were pretty well present there, but they were unable to hold off Drew Brees and the Michael Thomas list New Orleans Saints. So look, take a look back at that game with us, Alex. What did you see in that game that maybe the Bears can learn from for Sunday? As you know, obviously they're this is their season on the line Sunday. Do you think uh, anything from that game can be learned for the Bears for Sunday? Uh, yeah, it was a, you know, it's a tough game coming up, but this is the playoffs. You're going to play a tough team from here on out. Um, but it, the team was different. The O-line was different. The quarterback was different. I think that if one thing you could take on the game in November, uh, out of anything else is that you, they could play with this team. Like it's not a, you're not dealing with the Packers who have smoked you twice now. Um, you're, you're dealing with a team that, like you said, they took them to overtime. Uh, they did have some bright spots in the game. So I think that's the biggest the biggest positive and the only thing really that you could take because the Bears were so different than the O-line, the quarterback. You, you can't really judge that game based on 
Uh, you can't game plan for this game based on the last game. I think you just know that you could play with these guys. No, absolutely. I think that's what we mentioned. I mentioned uh, earlier on in the show to the fans here at Wilson Gore Special through this episode is you always expect the unexpected. I don't know how many times I keep track that I've said that, but I think that's what sports is all about, especially the playoffs. It's, I think I'm going to use a quote from the NBA playoffs not so long ago. They, they said, win hard or go home, and I think that's the case in any sport. It doesn't matter. Uh, football, basketball, baseball, especially. I think it's present with the NFL playoffs currently. And we're just going to update the fans here with their special, and I'm going to ask you a question connected to it here, Alex. We're looking at the injury. Roquan Smith is uh, has an elbow injury going into Sunday's game. We're seeing injuries uh, of a concussion to Buster Screen. Uh, Cordero Patterson has an injury due to personal matters. Darnell Mooney, tough ankle injury. We don't know the extent of the severity. And uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, return to practice along with, uh, I believe on Thursday they're saying it was also Roquan Smith and Mooney returning. But what are you thinking of all these injured players? You know, the Bears have a pretty good amount of injuries going to Sunday. How do you think that impacts their chances? I know you, you mentioned just now that they can play with this team, the Saints, but how do those injuries affect that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's this time of year, a lot of teams are dealing with injuries. So I think this here and try to we can't blame injuries on where they play Sunday or how they prepare going to Sunday. Every team got injuries. The Saints get injuries. Um, but I, I think that the, the biggest one that's going to hurt them is Roquan. Um, I mean, he you saw when he was at Packers game, just the difference. The, the defense wasn't playing um, as well. You know, he's been around the center. He's been around the ball, the center of attention on defense this whole season. Um, but the one that's going to help them the most is hopefully if they can get Jalen Johnson back. Uh, they they really missed him the last couple of weeks, Main, mostly last week. You know, Aaron Rodgers just exploited that matchup. Um, and then Mooney, it was nice to see him back, but with that ankle, I, you know he's not going to be as fast as he was last week before the injury. So he could be out there, but more as just a decoy. And uh, you're going to need Anthony Miller to step up. Yeah, absolutely. Anthony Miller hopefully won't drop any passes in that game. But just to go off what you're saying about the injuries, I think that's what luckily the Bears have is receiving depth. So you don't want to rush Mooney, in my opinion. He's part of the long-term future for the Bears receiving core and offense. So you can wait and see if he's ready on Sunday. It's a playoff game, yes, but you don't want to risk it. But you also have young players like Javon Wims and Riley Ridley who do have that thing you mentioned, Alex, where you can use them as decoys as well. You know, Matt Nagy has so many weapons, you could use them variously in the offense as well. You can even throw in Cordell Patterson, one of those receiver spots in the slot if you need to, to replace Mooney on a plate. But, you know, they're going to have a lot of things to play with, in my opinion. I think Cole Komet is one of the exciting names, and just, we're going to go in and out of the New Orleans Saints. It's Drew Brees' possible last game in his NFL long, historic, future Hall of Fame career, and that's going to add more pressure to the Bears to face them. So going into Sunday, Alex, what do you think about the Bears' opponent, the New Orleans Saints, and what uh, what the Bears are going to be facing? Yeah, they're they're up against another uh, tough team and uh, really a quarterback. Um, you know, like we saw last week, you can't, on defense, playing against these court, good quarterbacks, these good quarterbacks, you, you can't overthink things on defense. I mean, he's, he's going to – Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, whoever is going to find a way to exploit whatever weakness you have. So, you know, the Saints are known for their, their passing in the screen game, the quick, the short game, quick passing, short passing game. And, 
I mean, you have to you have to tackle well when you play the Saints, and you have to you have to cover Kamara. You know, if he comes back, he's he's the main focal part of that offense. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully Pagano they get more pressure on Breeze if they bring some blitz. But that was kind of a been a headache all year. Is Pagano just likes to sit back and play coverage? Well, coverage is great if all your DBs know how to play coverage and know their assignments because if they don't these elite quarterbacks will just pick them apart which is what we saw last week so uh it just we'll see who comes back in the Saints if Taysom Hill plays or Kamara but um they're uh Bears are up for up for another uh, could be a rough game yeah no absolutely I, I like what you're saying about the defense defense is uh very important you know it starts for the Bears well but I think what you were saying about the coverage, especially. I think the cornerbacks, if you do get a Jalen Johnson back uh, facing New Orleans, that's going to really help because one of the things last week that the Bears faced that led to a lot of Packer touchdowns, you know, in terms of missed coverage was Kendall Vildor. You know, he, he had that size advantage, disadvantage against uh, all receivers like Robert Tiny at tight end and then Devontae Adams, who's very well known in that Packers offense historically in the last few years. Talking about, Going on the side of the Saints that you mentioned, Alvin Kamara is just a true generational talent in uh, that Saints offense. Very impressed to see. They have some good tight ends as well. Jared Cook, Adam Gottman as well, one of their backups. Uh, you know, Latavius Murray is another player as well to have in that offense. Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Manuel Sanders. They have players, but luckily for the Bears, they aren't facing a complete Michael Thomas. So hopefully that is something the Bears can take advantage of on off on, against the Saints offense. But just in terms of what I think they can do, I think it's going to be a really good um, opportunity for the Bears. And we're going to go into it now, Alex, where, we, as usual, you've been on the show before. We usually like to make predictions for games. So we're going to make predictions for what we expect the Bears-Saints game to be, what the outcome to be, and how this outcome impacts things in the playoffs. So why don't we start with you, Alex? What are your predictions for the Bears-Saints wildcard game on Sunday. Yeah, um I I just don't see I don't see how the Bears can win this game. Uh I think there's just too much talent and a lack of talent in the Bears and some injuries. Uh but maybe they hang around till like the third quarter and, and then keep it close. Uh you're also playing at New Orleans, so I I see the I see the Saints winning like twenty eight seventeen or something like that. Maybe a three point game going in the fourth quarter, but, but I, I just Mitch might make that costly interception, that costly play, and it's just going to cost him the game. Uh, as far as the future, I don't think this game really plays much into the future. I think that Ryan Pace and the Bears, they know what they want to do for next year. Um, they kind of backed their way into the playoffs, kind of felt like a participation trophy. Um, so I think those decisions have been made, and they're just waiting for Monday to make them. Yeah, absolutely. I like what, I like your score prediction. Twenty-eight seventeen is a pretty good, like close game score. Minus what you mentioned, the possible um, quarterback screw up, which we see it happens from any quarterback, obviously. But Mitch has been prone to that historically in his career uh, with the Chicago Bears as their quarterback. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. Now, the reason I'm making that prediction is historically, the last playoff game for the Chicago Bears and in the uh, play, all Bears fans will never forget in their retinas the. Uh, the dreaded uh, double doink by Cody Parkey to end the game uh, a few years ago against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure you remember that one as well. Um, I think oh, yeah. it's going to come down to a field goal. I- I'm going to be a little bold here. I-, I think the Bears are going to 
obviously have to, you know, use the run game even more along with Cole Komet because of what we mentioned with Darnell Mooney. Uh, Allen Robinson wasn't very well used uh, last week because Mitch's uh, issues throwing the deep pass against uh, a good offense in Green Bay last week. And it'll have that against the Saints, who have a pretty good offense, really secondary, uh, that's going to be facing the Bears Sunday. So I have the Bears winning 32-29. to 29. I have it really coming down to the wire. It's going to be one of Drew Brees' defining uh, final games possibly this year. So I think he's going to really play with that on his shoulders, play his whole heart out as we've always seen him play on the field for the Saints. Uh, I think Kamara is going to have at least two touchdowns or three even. We've seen him get a lot of touchdowns before. But I see it coming down to a field goal where the Bears can rewrite their playoff history uh, after the last game losing on a field goal. Cairo Santos finishing off a really good kicking season for the Bears with a winning field goal with, I'm going to call, five seconds left right before. It's going to come down to the wire, I think, like you mentioned. Uh, I'm going to see Mitch making an interception mistake as well. Um, as you were kind of predicting as a possibility there. Then I have the Bears defense and offense coming back, and uh, Kyra Santos gets a win for the Bears, and uh, that's my score prediction, 32-29 to 29, Chicago. All right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I just uh, – I don't know. This this could be ugly because it's Breeze's last game. He's going to want to leave it all out there. But, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I hope you're right. hope I'm wrong. Yeah, and just to give Wilson Core special fans a premiere, whoever wins this matchup fans against, uh, but whether it be the Bears or the Saints, the Bears, if they win, will get a chance to face the Green Bay Packers for a third straight time this year. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Alex Donar, we appreciate your time on Wilson Core special. You're a friend of the show. We appreciate your time. You're one of my best friends, man. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, bear down, Chicago Bears. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Will, for having me on, and uh, good luck. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be talking another playoff game as the run continues. So that was some good insight from our guest appearance, Alex Donner. And it just goes to show in sports, doesn't matter what sport it is, what gender the sport is, you, any team can win against another team. doesn't matter what record it is. And I think that's true with the Chicago Bears and New Orleans Saints. And uh, we're going to see that Sunday. So, as usual, we will score special. Wish Chicago Bears nothing but the best of luck in their upcoming playoff wildcard matchup against New Orleans Saints. And uh, we'll continue to cover them. Now we're heading into the ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page, both at William D. Farlow, and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read on future Will's Fifth Quarter Specials. You can also check out the official Will's Sports Movie Moment promotional video to see how it's done. And you can also check out our webpage at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. So my Will's Sports Movie Moment choice is going to be connected to the Chicago Bears in the sport of football. We're going to stick with that. It's a movie, Rudy. It's a really great classic, one of my favorite movies growing up that I've seen as of the many good football true stories out there. It's Rudy Rudiger, and he, you know, it, it goes through his life. He's a young kid, lives with his family, a few brothers, and his parents in Joliet, you know, in the uh, suburbs right in the area of Chicago there. And the scene is obviously later in the movie. So, you know, it goes through, you know, in the movie, he loves football, loves Notre Dame, and 
you know, he's always dreamed of playing there. And he works so hard, shows true heart, confidence, and desire to fulfill his dream. And, you know, a lot of people around him say, oh, it's not possible. It's a long shot. You know, it it fueled him to believe in himself even more. You know, he used that to fuel and believe in himself. And sadly, his best friend passes away. Uh, spoiler. But, you know, it, it inspires him to uh, get to the point where he wants to get. And the scene is towards the end of the movie. So he is playing. He's able to dress in a game. You know, uh, the co- former coach, uh, Coach Barcigian, promised it to him, and Coach uh, Dan Devine, uh, who took over for the coach in the movie, didn't really fulfill his promise towards the end until uh, his t- Rudy's teammates that he practiced with supported him and, uh, in solidarity, you know, gave the coach all their jerseys, saying, I want Rudy to dress in my place. You know, this guy is deserved it. He's worked hard. He's a heart, one of the heart and soul players on this team, practice squad or starter, and uh he deserves to dress in a game as a senior. So he is able to dress against Virginia Tech. So the scene go scene is uh, takes you into that game. You know, they're chanting Rudy, Rudy throughout the stadium. And he uh, they say, okay, kid, go in the game. You know, this is defensive coach. And uh, he's like, okay, kid, you're in. So he goes, Rudy goes in. He's all excited, fist pump. And he, it's the, the dream and chance of a lifetime he's worked for his whole life and waited for. And it's the la- it's seven seconds left. You know, they're blowing out Virginia Tech, the Irish, and, you know, he's wondering, okay, what am I going to do? He's talking to his coach from the sideline when he's on the field. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he's like, just stay there, stay there. And the defensive players, you know, help him where he's going formation with the uh, Notre Dame defense. And then he gets into the play. So the scene is he is goes into, you know, the play starts, and he's going and going, and he goes to the quarterback. The Virginia Tech quarterback is trying to run away, and he sacks the quarterback. You know, the, the chance of a lifetime he gets, and he does an amazing play, sacks the quarterback, stadium erupts with cheer. You know, he, he gets carried off like a hero. And it's a, it's an amazing moment. And I think it compares to the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, what I mentioned in that scene, Rudy showing, you know, true heart and confidence and desire fighting obstacles, that's your Chicago Bears right now. You know, we as we talked about with our guest appearance, Alex Dolanar, the Chicago Bears faced a lot of adversity and obstacles this year. You know, with different lineup changes, coaching situations, you know, people like Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Nagy, and GM Ryan Pace facing a possible future ending with the Bears or continuing, we don't know. But going into this game against the Saints, you know, it's a big opponent and, you know, a well-known future Hall of Fame quarterback they're facing, Drew Brees as well. Alvin Kamara, star running back they're facing. So it's a big game, but they're facing adversity. Uh, they're trying to fight through it, and that's what they need to continue to do in this game Sunday. So I think the scene with in the movie Rudy, uh, where Rudy, you know, gets his chance of a lifetime and sacks the quarterback, I think that really goes with what the Bears' defense needs to do against this powerful New Orleans Saints offense. You know, get to the quarterback, get to those uh, other weapons in the offense that Sean Payton has at his disposal in New Orleans, and go win a playoff game. You know, fight that adversity, conquer the obstacles, Chicago Bears, go get that victory on Sunday. So that's my Will Sports Movie Moment favorite. I think it fits really well with the Chicago Bears. That is all the time we have in episode 58 of Will's 5th Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we continue to cover all things Chicago Bears following their wildcard playoff matchup on Sunday as things continue to unfold. We will also continue to cover all things Chicago Bulls as they are early on in their regular season. We will also continue to cover the offseason as it continues to unfold for the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. We will also continue to cover Illinois State University Redbird Athletics as we always do in episodes known as the Redbird Sports Update. 
We will also continue to cover all other things NCAA sports as they continue to unfold. I want to thank our guest appearance, Alex Dolner, for coming on to Willis with Core Special once again. Alex, you're my best friend, like a big brother to me. I really appreciate you. And uh, we at Willis with Core Special appreciate your support, and we hope to have you on again soon. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, along with guest appearance, Alex Dolinar, saying so long for Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow and share it with us with the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special.